previously on Ah, oh, Would You Look at the Time. We were in Florida for a few days. It was my 30th birthday. When Homosassa Springs was established as a state wildlife park, it was designed to be a refuge for many of Florida's native animals. We went for someone else's birthday, someone's 60th birthday. His name is Lou, and he's a hippopotamus. Surprisingly, its most popular resident is a native African. We had the privilege to talk to Vicky Iosia, volunteer at the park. He's his own hippo all the time. He was in some television shows. Oh, you mean after an Albert, the little hippo and the donkey. When I was a kid, I was obsessed hippos but uh, we know what lou's real name is his actual name was lucifer you what is that something or someone ripped the wings off a pigeon it looks exactly the way that god ripped lucifer's wings from him what do you think it means a couple days after we finished recording I was looking through videos of Homosassa Springs on YouTube. So how many more years do you think old Lucifer's got here? I'd say he's got 20, 25 more years. He's just a youngster, man. Just Scrolling through the comments on one video featuring Lucifer, I found one peculiar statement that left me puzzled. It read, The hippo's name is not and never was Lucifer. His name on his birth certificate is Lou. I replied to the comment, How do you know this? The user replied, I was a volunteer at the park, and I did several videos on the local history. I have researched Lou, and I have seen his birth certificate. I was prohibited from photographing it. Here we go. Allegra, are you okay? I honestly don't know how to answer that question. Sorry I made you look at the dead bird wings on the ground. Yeah, thank you for taking me to a place I can never come back from. But I do believe that was some sort of sign. Of what? Of unfinished business. I think there's something funny going on around this matter of Lucifer the hippo. You mean Lou the hippo? Yes, exactly. So if you haven't listened to the first episode of our hippo saga, please do that. It's been a few months since our first part of the episode, A lot has happened. Yeah, like the global pandemic. Yeah, and we've done a lot of research into Lucifer since then. So after I saw that YouTube comment about Lou's birth certificate, of course I had to reach out to that commenter. Of course. And he got back to us. His name is Judd. He used to be a volunteer at Homosassa Springs, and he agreed to talk to us for the show. We called him up and we just asked him to give us some more details about what he knows about Lou. And here's what he said. So you used to work at a Homosassa, or you still do? I was a volunteer at the park uh, until oh, a couple of years back. So before we get into this, I need to give a little context about the way Homosassa Springs is set up. In the park, there's a creek running through it called Pepper Creek. You take a boat tour on Pepper Creek to get to the other side of the park where the animals are. And then volunteers drive the boat and they give a little history along the way. Coming in from here on the right bank here is a very large concrete. Remember when we did that, Allegra? Yeah, it was such a lovely ride. Uh, And fun fact, Pepper Creek is called that because the Native Americans who used to live in the area utilized the pepper plant that grew pretty abundantly there. Yes. So Judd was one of those guides on that boat tour. 
Each boat driver has their own spiel, their own talk they give during that 20 minutes. So I started doing research into the local history, which is absolutely fascinating. And of course, that's how Judd discovered some discrepancies with Lucifer's history. One of the big things was this whole question of Lucifer versus Luke. Most everybody, including the park rangers, were calling him Lucifer. Supposedly, the story was that they changed name to Lou to make him more user-friendly to the public. I never quite bought that, or I, I don't know why it irked me or what went to my looking into it, but I did look into it and found out that his name was Lou, his Lou was born Lou, and that's all there is to it. What I did, I went to uh, one of the park rangers and we went through old records that she had in her uh, file cabinet and tracked down some documents. And one of those documents turned out to be Lou's birth certificate, which is Lou, L-U. He was born in the San Diego Zoo in 65, I think. So 1965 would mean he's 55 now. But if we just celebrated Lou's 60th birthday in January, then that would mean he was born in 1960. Yeah, he wasn't sure, but we'll get to that. Okay, yeah. But the question we really wanted to ask Judd is why did they end up calling him Lucifer then? Uh, the story I was told by a reliable source, quote unquote, is that this park, as you probably know, has gone through many uh, metamorphoses. You know, at first it was just the fishbowl, and then it was nature's fishbowl, and then it was uh, the wildlife park, and then eventually became the state park. And during one of those tourist adventures, uh, they had Indian maidens here, or women dressed up as Indian maidens pretending to be Indian maidens. You mean like Native American? Yes. So they had all sorts of interactive shows with the animals, and so the staff, you know, worked with the animals, interacted with them in these shows and things, and the Indian maidens interacted with Lou, and one of them... Lou did not like her, or she did not like Lou, or something. They didn't get along, and she swore that Lou was out to get her and dubbed him Lucifer. And that caught on, you know, I guess for marketing purposes at that time, Lucifer was good. The thing that bothers me about this is how come Judd is the only one who knows this whole backstory? Like, who is Judd to be the sole keeper of the truth behind Lucifer? And a reliable source, I don't know... Well, you know, the thing is, he also had a second source to this story. A former PR person at the park looked into this as well. Uh, and she actually tracked down one of the Indian maidens who she brought here for a talk at one time, which unfortunately I missed. But that's where she found out, no, there was one of us, one of the maidens didn't like Lou and called him Lucifer. Started calling him Lucifer and we all started calling him Lucifer. So I, I, uh, have, I have great faith in that story. I don't have faith in this story. Why not? Why is this the first we're hearing about this? Like, do animals even have birth certificates? Yeah, I, no. <laughs> uh, it, it is an interesting story. I, I don't know what to make of it. I guess it makes sense that someone wouldn't just name a newborn baby Hippo Lucifer. It seems like a name that people would give an animal that had a personality attached to it, you know? That name has a lot of meaning behind it, obviously. But then at the same time, why would they name a hippo Lou 
like L-U and not L-O-U. Yeah, I don't know. And I feel like I'm not sure how much this even really matters at this point. Maybe not. But there is some proof about the whole Indian maiden thing. Uh, I was doing some research and by that I mean typing Homosassa into eBay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I came across an old postcard from Homosassa Springs for sale. The front of the postcard was a photograph of a woman dressed up in Native American garments. I would say in a definitely a cultural appropriation way. Uh, she was reaching her arm out, feeding an apple to a young hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I bought this postcard right when I saw it. Uh, I actually have it right here. On the back of the postcard, there is a caption. Lucifer the hippo at Homosassa Springs attraction is always eager to eat. And especially when he is fed by the pretty Indian maiden here. God, the Indian maiden thing. <laughs> right. So there's at least some consistency here. There were people dressed up as Native Americans at the park interacting with Lucifer. Now that I think of it, remember there's a sign outside the park that has a woman uh, with a, a bone arrow. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is it would be a weird thing to just add to that story, right? Yeah, that's true. But it's still hard to believe that these maidens played that big of a role in Lou's story beyond hanging out with him and changing his name forever. I guess how much does it really matter at this point? As you have said. <laughs> As I said. But okay, so here's something else that I discovered from this postcard. There's someone's handwritten note on the back, adding a bit more about Lucifer. Written in pen, it starts Thursday, September 1970. Continued in pen. Besides hay and feed at night, he chews each time she gives him something, but doesn't swallow until she quits feeding him. He's six years old, just a baby. Weighs 3,500 pounds. So, if you're doing the math right, according to this postcard, if Lou was six years old in 1970, he would have been born in 1964. Which would make him 56, not 60. <sighs> yeah, but people at the park wouldn't mistake his age so early in his life, right? I think so. I I would I assume the person who wrote that on the postcard was a visitor and they heard that info somewhere at the park. There's no name or address on this postcard. The person who sold it to me on eBay said it was just in a batch of vintage postcards they bought. So I, I don't think we can find out who wrote that. Right. Which prompted us to dig deeper. Yes. I, I realize we have been just kind of taking everyone's word for all this information. Yeah. And not really fact checking it. So, one night, we went deep into the newspaper archives to try to find out as much information about Lou from back then as we could. And honestly, we just got more confused. Tampa Bay Times, January 13th, 1984. Lucifer the Hippopotamus to celebrate his 18th birthday with party. According to that article, if he were 18 in 1984, he would have been born in 1966 and 54 years old today. Tampa Tribune, April 21st, 1991. Chances of a new home slim for Teuton Hippopotamus. This says he was 26 in 1991, which would make his birth year 1965. He was born in the Diego Zoo in 65, I think. And 55 years old today. Citrus County Chronicle, January 24th, 2008. This says he was 48 in 2008, which would make him 60 today. 
So the closer to the present day that these articles are written, the older they say Lucifer is. Yeah, there was weirdly not a lot of consistency with his age in various newspaper articles over the years. But one thing we have always found consistent is that he was born at the San Diego Zoo. That's true, yeah. That seems like the real deal. So I would think a place that would have the most accurate information on the birth date of Lucifer would be the San Diego Zoo. Thank you for calling the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park. So we called up the San Diego Zoo and eventually were directed to email them for any records. We asked if there was any information about a hippo calf possibly named Lou or Lucifer, being born in the San Diego Zoo around 1960. We also asked if there was any transactional record of Lou being sold to Ivan Tours around 1964. About a week later, we got a response from the San Diego Zoo Public Relations. Hi, Andrew. We do not have a record of a calf by that name being born in 1960. Two hippos were born, one in 1958 and one in 1962 and we could not find names for either. Also, no records found of a transaction with a Mr. Ivan Tours. Thank you. So, did we celebrate the wrong birthday for a hippo? Like, there's no way he could have been born in 1958, right? Was he born in 1962? 1965? Yeah, I don't know. So, of course, we asked Homosassa about this. We emailed them and straight up asked if they had any birth records of Lou. They eventually sent over a cropped excerpt from something called a stud book, which is what the Association of Zoos and Aquariums use to document information and demographics of animals in captivity. There are three lines about Lou here that they sent in a column data table format. First line says, San Diego Zoo, March 4th, 1960, 018050, birth, captive born, Lou, L-U. Second line says, M-A-M-I rare, mommy rare. October 30th, 1961, unknown, transfer. Third line says, Homosassa, February 19th, 1966, ES-6601, transfer. What we've gathered from this document is that Lou was not born in January when we celebrated his party, but in March and indeed was born with the name Lou, L-U. So no idea where they got January from. They're the ones who put on his birthday party. (laughs) Also, Lou was then transferred to somewhere in 1961. I could not confirm what Mommy Rare means. Uh, Possibly an Ivan Torres company? But then he was transferred to Homosassa in 1966. Even though at Homosassa there's a plaque that says Lou moved there in 1964. But also, why would the San Diego Zoo not have birth records for Hippo in 1960, but Homosassa does? Yeah, well, I sent this copy over to Judd to confirm if this was the document he said he saw. He replied via email saying, What I recall was a bit more specific and seemed, as best as I recall, more like an actual birth certificate. But at least that does not say Lucifer. Okay, next up. 
The ideal person to know Lou's origin would be Ivan Tours, right? The man who brought Lou and other animals to Homosassa in the 60s. The man who produced the shows Lou was in. But unfortunately, Mr. Tours passed away in 1983. Yeah, sadly. But one thing we did find in our research was that Ivan Tours wrote a book. My next guest, I'm sure you are familiar with He's written a book about his experiences called My Life in the Wild. Would you welcome, please, Ivan Torres. Ivan Torres. It has been out of print for some time, but we ended up finding a copy from 1979 at the New York Public Library. Yeah, um, we were hoping to find any mention of Lou, Lucifer, Homosassa, or even just hippos to give us any clue to the origins of Lou. And what we found, Allegra, I have to say, was shocking. (laughs) Yeah. So there was only one section of the entire book that mentioned hippos. Mm -hmm. There are a few anecdotes about Ivan Torres in Africa where he saw hippos in the wild. But in one paragraph in that section, Ivan mentioned a baby hippo that befriended a donkey. Here's what Ivan's book says on page 84. When Ralph Helfer and I established Africa USA... By the way, Ralph Helfer was Ivan's animal trainer, and Africa USA was their ranch in California. They kept a lot of their animals in Africa USA before they moved them to Homosassa Springs. When Ralph Helfer and I established Africa USA, we bought three young hippos and placed them in our lake. Strangely, two of the hippos ganged up against the third one, so we moved the underdog into another lake. While she was grazing around the lake, our white donkey joined her. From then on, the two animals were inseparable. When the little hippo was in the lake, the little donkey stayed close by the shore. Soon Helfer realized that we had a trained hippo. When we led the donkey away, the hippo would climb out of the lake and follow the donkey. This gave us the idea of making the hippo a permanent character in our Cowboy in Africa television show. We called her Trash Can Annie because she ate everything in sight. Whenever we needed a shot of Trash Can Annie entering a house, all we had to do was take the donkey through the door, and Trash Can Annie would follow him faithfully. In this way, we got the most interesting scenes of a young hippo going to all the places where hippos usually do not go. Even the best animal trainers in Hollywood could not fully understand how we could train a hippo that well. We never gave away the secret that our white donkey was the trainer. So... Not only was Lou possibly not born in 1960, he was not even the hippo that starred in Cowboy in Africa, which was Lou's claim to fame, according to Homosassa. The name of that hippo was Trashcan Annie, <laughs> and that hippo was female. So I decided to actually watch an episode of Cowboy in Africa, see if I could get any clues here. Uh, I was able to get a copy on DVD. There's one episode on that DVD... <laughs> And uh, there's a scene there where there's a, uh, a little kid who's working on this ranch in Kenya, which is where the, uh, the show takes place. And he's going out to feed a bunch of animals in the ranch. He drags a little wagon uh, of food up to a baby hippo standing next to a white donkey. That would mean that Lou wasn't in that episode of Doctari either. The one where the hippo and the donkey were best buddies in the show, on screen, acting together. Yeah, and the hippo in that Doctari episode was supposed to be a baby girl named Ethel. Oh, 
you mean Ethel and Albert? The little hippo and the donkey. So <laughs> Ethel. So was Lou not even an animal actor? We don't really know. <sighs> Looking further into these shows, that episode of Doctari came out in 1967. Cowboy in Africa ended in 1968. And both those shows were filmed at Africa, USA, just north of Los Angeles, California. Homosassa Springs says Lou has been living in the park since 1966 or 1964, depending what part of the park you're in. So there's no way there are two hippos that were inseparable with a white donkey, right? But there's an article in the Ocala Star Banner from March 17, 1969, titled Animal Actors Training School Opening at Homosassa Springs. And that article says that Ivan Torres' animal actors didn't arrive in Homosassa at all until 1969, citing among the animals coming here will be chimps, orangutans, hippos, donkeys, leopards, elephants, bears, cheetahs, lions, and tigers. Hippos, plural. Homosassa followed up with us, and they said that there's no record of any other hippo being at the park. Literally every single fact we found contradicts each other. Was he born in 1960? Was he born in 1962? Was he born in 1964? Did he come to the park in 1966 or 1969? Was he in Doctari or Cowboy in Africa? Was that actual trash can Annie? (sighs) Well, okay, the problem here, obviously is this park has changed hands so many times over the years. So Lou is so old, he's been there longer than anyone who works at Homosassa right now, right? So it's almost impossible to know the truth. And you know the worst part of all this? What? We have to tell Vicky. Hello? Hey, Vicky. This is Andrew. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I also got Allegra here. Hi. Hi. What's new? How have you been? I'm good. Lou's good. Yeah, good. He's still acting like an old man, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been doing a lot of research, and uh, we found a couple, some interesting things about, like, Ivan Torres' company. Yes. We we actually found a book he wrote. Mm -hmm. That Ivan Torres wrote? Yeah, yeah. It's basically a memoir. Is Lou in it? So he talks about this um, uh, place he had in California called Africa, USA, which he had a bunch of animals. And he said, we bought three young hippos placed in our lake. Strangely, two of the hippos ganged up. We called her Trash Can Annie because she we never gave away the secret that our white donkey was the trainer. Mm. So this is interesting because... It mentions a totally different hippo mm-hmm. being uh, trained by a donkey. Yes, that is interesting. Yeah, like completely gender swapped, both the hippo and the donkey. Yeah, so now, so now we're skeptical of Lou ever being in those shows. And then we looked up where Doctari was filmed. That was in 1967 in California. Apparently, Lou would have been in Homosassa by then. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm not I'm I'm not even sure Lou is in those TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm broken hearted. <laughs> so we like we're starting to fact check a bunch of things like when Lou was actually born, like 
Homosassa sent over some transcripts here of like his birthday was 1960. We talked to San Diego Zoo. They said they didn't have a record of a hippo being born in 1960. They said they had a hippo born in 62. But yeah, I know it's a lot of it's funny how uh, hard to track all this stuff down because it's, you know, such a long time ago. Wow. The truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's so true. Are, are you still researching or have you? We're still uh, researching. We are putting out a couple episodes related to mm-hmm. Lou. So uh, this is the second part. What I can do tomorrow is I can check. There There are official records on each that are kept in a file. Uh, I can check and see what I can find there. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. We'll be in see what we find. Uh, and I'll be back in touch. I've got number now. All right. Cool. Onward to the truth. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Unfortunately, no new information came up with Lou's history when Vicky went searching. All we were given was the same info of Lou being born in 1960 and then transferred in 66. Vicky also talked to the former PR person from the park, the one who Judd also talked to, but she referred us back to the park's current staff. Okay, Andrew, before we go any further, how are you feeling about this? I'm, I don't know. I'm mostly frustrated by the constant conflicting information from what I thought was reliable sources. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. But doing all this research and going through the archives has been this is fun, I have to admit. Yeah. I do like it. Uh, I'm not sure why. It's mysterious. And, you know, hippos are my favorite animal. But it's kind of sad that Lou might not have that famous backstory. You go to the park and you see Lou and you think, that's the same hippo that's been in TV shows in the 1960s. That's a famous hippo, and I know him. What? What's happening? Here are my thoughts. Oh, okay. Taking away Lou's history, or even his momentous 60th birthday, it's very sad. We already disappointed Vicky. But you know, at this point, how much do all those facts matter? Lou, or Lucifer, or he's now just famous for being famous. People come from all over to see him. He's an honorary citizen of Florida. For Pete's sake, we can't take that away from him. You're right. And even if Lou was like 56 or whatever, he's still the oldest hippo in America. That's true. But we must never forget the long-forgotten hippo named Trash Can Annie. Right. For the sake of hippos lost in time and space, Trash Can Annie lives. Okay. So now, let's finish this episode, because I can't believe we've done a two-parter about this. Andrew and I went our separate ways, stuck in our apartments during the coronavirus pandemic. I was looking for anything related to Trash Can Annie, or Homosassa Springs, or Ivan Tours, and I landed on a clue for the best case yet for Homosassa's story about Lou. I found a Facebook page called Friends of Homosassa Springs Wildlife Park. It's a page run by people who work at the park. I looked through the page's photos and came upon a scanned photo of a hippo with a white donkey by its side. The photo had a date on it, 
April 17th, 1969. At the same time, I was doing my own search in the newspaper archives. I found this. Orlando Sentinel, April 2nd, 1969. This is also in a couple other Florida newspapers. Lucifer, Susie, are buddies. Quote, This unusual team of television stars, Lucifer and Susie, were moved this week from Los Angeles to Homosassa Springs attraction, where they are now on exhibit. They will continue their training for television roles at the Homosassa Springs Annual Actors Academy. According to their trainers, the hippo becomes frantic when he loses sight of his friend the donkey. They starred in several commercials and appeared in the CBS Doctari series. The picture featured in this paper is a small hippo and a white donkey standing close together, very similar as the picture we saw on the Homosassa Facebook page. In fact, this article is only four days after those pictures were taken. That is finally something that backs up another source. So Lou was the animal actor? Lou was the hippo with the donkey? This would have been two years after that Doctari episode aired. So how likely would there be any confusion at that point, you know? Yeah, so did Ivan Torres just mess up the name of his own hippo? Did he misgender the hippo he owned? Well, Ivan's book came out like 10 years after the hippo arrived at Homosassa. So maybe he's confused there. Did he lead us on a wild goose chase? So obviously I can't let that go. Of course you can't. You may remember that excerpt from Ivan's book mentioning his colleague and animal trainer, Ralph Helfer, who established Africa USA where, quote, Trash Can Annie allegedly lived. This week on the Pet Set from Africa USA, Ralph Helfer brings us some wild and beautiful friends. Ralph Helfer actually played a big role in getting these animals on film. He was the actual trainer. His animals worked on dozens of films and TV shows, and he was kind of a pioneer in animal training in Hollywood, using what he called affection training. Ralph is listed as an animal supervisor in Doctari, including that episode with the hippo and the donkey. Mr. Helfer has written a couple books, one of which, The Beauty and the Beasts, talks about his career as an animal trainer in Hollywood. I read that, and he doesn't mention any hippos in particular, and surprisingly only mentions Ivan Torres once. But he's still around today. But he's 88 years old. He lives in Kenya. So for a while, I didn't really think it was possible to get a hold of him, but I did get a hold of his daughter, Tana. I talked to Tana about the project, what I'm trying to find out, basically if her father remembers the names of the hippos they trained and what hippo was in Cowboy in Africa and Doctari. She was very gracious and she reached out to her father and asked what he remembered. And here's what Ralph Helfer, animal trainer for Ivan Tours, told us. I think they changed the name of certain animals. Nala, another smaller one, and one other that I kept in a friend's swimming pool because we didn't have the facility to keep him on the ranch at the time were the only hippos we had. Too many years have gone by to remember. I wish I did. Nala, she had a big horned goat as her friend, but she also befriended other animals. Tors never owned an animal. He invested in Africa, USA, but my deal was that all the animals were mine. He always took the limelight. So, Ralph Helfer is saying Ivan Tors never even owned those animals, and that the hippo he trained was named Nala, which had a goat friend. 
does Ralph not remember a donkey befriending a hippo? I sent Tana the excerpt from Ivan Tor's book so she can send to her father, the one about trash can Annie and the donkey, and here's what Ralph said back. Quote, Then the hippo has to be Nala. There was not one other hippo anywhere near that flexible. That was Nala, and she followed a goat, not a donkey. Unquote. But why are there multiple Ivan Tor's TV shows filmed on, I guess, Ralph's property that feature a hippo and a donkey together? The Cowboy in Africa episode just had a donkey sitting next to the hippo. It wasn't even part of the plot. Tana says that that was just, quote, Hollywood, and that they probably put a donkey in the show because it looked better on screen. Tana also said that Nala was a hippo she loved dearly, but has passed away since. She even sent me a photo of her as a child riding on Nala's back. But there's proof a hippo and a donkey were sent from California to Homosassa in 1969, after those TV productions ended. It's more inconsistencies. So there's obviously some bad blood between Ivan Torres and Ralph Helfer. Uh, Ivan, I guess, didn't really train the animals, right? So it would make sense that he got the sex of the hippo wrong and just called it Trash Can Annie as a nickname. But is Trash Can Annie Lou? Is Nala Lou? Was there a goat in the mix? Who knows at this point? At this point, I just feel like a birther. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like trying to find this history. Like what? I'm not sure how much more we can confirm or deny. I feel like we've hit a wall like years ago. <laughs> well, what we do know about Lou is he was declared an honorary citizen of Florida. Otherwise, he wouldn't be at the park still. Mm-hmm. And he did come to Homosassa from Hollywood with a donkey in 1969. And he is still the oldest hippo in America, even if his age is five years off. Yeah, even if he's 55, he's still really old. Everything else... His acting credits, his age, his name is unverified. But there's one thing we know for sure that isn't true. What? Remember when they said Lucifer's laugh sounded like Darth Vader? Wait, was that not Lou's laugh? Well, it is. I can't believe I didn't catch this at first. But Darth Vader doesn't laugh in any of the actual Star Wars movies. Oh my god, no. I I think they were thinking of Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Yeah, job of the hunt. I love this because it just goes to show that all this information being passed through different people, the facts are going to change and people aren't going to bother to look it up, you know? Yeah. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me here. That's the thing I learned from doing this whole hippo saga. I have one last question for you, though. What? Is this going to change how you think about Lou? Like, next time you see him, are you going to see him differently? Um, no, I don't think so. I believe I became closer to Lou during this time, actually. Uh, It's a hippo I obviously will never forget. It's the closest hippo to me personally. Revisiting Homosassa, I will definitely have a deeper appreciation for its history and its place in America. I'm very excited to go back to the park after knowing all of this. 
and I hope to see Lou soon. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Hey there, it's Andrew. Hello, how are you? Great, how are you? I also have Allegra here. Hi. Hi. Um, so how you been doing during all this? I'm fine, I'm okay. Yeah, that's good. I miss going to the park, I miss Lou. Yeah. <laughs> what, so you haven't really gone there since since when? Oh, since the whole thing started and yeah. they closed. I'm sure you, <laughs> Lou misses you too. <laughs> I think uh, I'm on the board, so I walked by after the board meeting on Wednesday, and he was like, eh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. They had to be feeling abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think just sleepy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, so we've been doing a couple, a bunch of research over the t- uh, past few months. I did find an article from the Orlando Sentinel in 1969, uh, a picture of Lou and Susie at the park. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, there's a caption here. It says, this unusual team of television stars, Lucifer and Sue, several commercials appeared in CBS Doctari series. So this was 1969, and then, so I guess this is when Lou actually came to the park, was 69, with Susie. They wouldn't get that wrong back then, right? I don't know. With what happens today, these days, I don't understand why anything happens. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Well, yeah, so I, I think, like, <laughs> I can't debunk uh, anything from, uh, from Lou's past, but I, I think we confirmed that he arrived in 69. Okay, good because my heart was broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was we wondering didn't... like how this would affect you, this news. I, I, everybody knows I'm just crazy about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a typical abusive relationship. <laughs> An excerpt from the book, The Gentle Jungle, by Tony Ringo Helfer, wife of Ralph Helfer. In 1968, our partnership with Ivan Tours came to an end. We parted from him as friends, but the new group were doing their best to obtain what had always belonged to us, our remaining half of Africa, USA. After a long course of reasoning, we succeeded in retaining the property and the bulk of the animals, Full ownership reverted to Ralph and me. Those litigations had been emotionally devastating. We were mentally exhausted from the difficult bargaining. The terms and conditions of the final agreement had given us strong subjective feelings. For many of those fabulous animals, whom we had all profited by, were penalized by the disillusion, winding up paying the piper. I would rather they had died than have been shipped off to Florida with that group of men, for these new people knew nothing of Clarence, Judy, or Gentle Ben, and my two red-haired orangutans, Hannibal and Genghis Khan. But they could, by exploitation, make a good deal of money off them.